0: Welcome to the Masculine Journey. I am excited about today's show. I know I say that just about every week. I say it every week. I'm going to be honest here. I say it every week because I am excited about the show every week. And I'm excited this week partly because why, Robbie? It's Father's Day Eve. <laughs> That's right. We love the Eves around here Toisy. in lots of different ways.
1: It's, 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 it's a big day. Father's Day Eve, especially when you're a father of as many as I am. Okay.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, the, we're, we are going to talk about fatherhood today, but we're going to continue our, our conversation about the masculine journey through David's life. And we're going to pause just a little bit and focus a little bit more on the fatherhood portion of that, you know, with tomorrow being Father's Day and all. You know, thought it would be good to do that. And, you know, as we talked a bit about it before the show, I think that we could each say that we feel uniquely unqualified yeah, and qualified absolutely. to talk about this topic. Would you agree?
2: Oh, absolutely. I'm way over my head.
0: You know, you, you begin to think when you have one child, well, if I can just get, get it figured out, it'll be good. Then you have a second when you think you know what you're doing and it doesn't work. And you think the more you have, the more you're going to get it all figured out and know how to do it. And each time it gets more and more confusing because they're uniquely individual. Go figure that. Hmm. And the older they get, the trickier it becomes. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. It, but we are, if you're not a father, don't, don't check out on us. We are going to be talking about the effects our fathers have had on our lives as we go through, and, and I think that it's, uh, it's really important that we understand just how big of impact that they do have and we do have if you are a father. One of the scriptures we're going to be using is one I know that you're very familiar with. It's, Honor your father and mother, so that you may live long in the land of the Lord your God, in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. That's from Exodus, and it, it goes on to say that in several different books of the Bible, and it gets a little different as it goes each time, and, and we'll probably talk a little bit more about that as the show goes on, but we're going to open with a clip from a movie called Jersey Girl. And to be completely honest, I have not seen the whole movie. It has Ben Affleck, and I kind of struggle to watch Ben Affleck movies sometimes. <laughs> um, but uh, not like Richard Gere. I just can't, not, can't watch those at all, typically. But anyway, the, uh, it has Ben Affleck, and I've seen little windows of it, but what I do know about it is he's a single parent uh, of a young girl who appears to be five, six years old. Um, her mother's died, and so he's having a conversation around her and some of her extended family about an upcoming recital she has, a dance performance. And he has a job interview or something to do with work, a business meeting about the same time. And I want to kind of hear how that plays out, and we'll come back and talk about it. Okay, I'll tell you what. I'll go to the meeting, all right? And if I don't like what the man says, then I won't take the job.
3: Now you're lying to me.
0: All right, look, young lady, I'm going to go to this job interview on Monday, whether you like it or not.
3: W- wait, this Monday? Yes. Oh you can't go on Monday. Why? Because that's the day of my show.
0: Well, it's at four, so I can I, you know, I can just get make it back in time.
3: But my show's at five.
2: On what plan are you going to get back here by five if you got a meeting in the city at four?
3: Just lay off me
2: for
0: a second. I forgot about the show.
3: How could you forget? Would you stupid?
0: Gertie, this job is very important to Daddy.
3: What about my show? Isn't that important to you?
0: Yes, honey. That's even more important to
3: me. Then don't go to your stupid meeting about your stupid new job in the stupid city.
4: All right, that's enough, young lady.
3: You know what, I don't even want you in the show anymore. You're not even a good swingy tight anyway. Pops way better. Even Uncle Green and Uncle Black are better than you.
4: Those men are not your uncles! Oh, no,
0: but we're good enough to build sets for a show, right? I got it, sorry. I mean Where are you going?
3: I don't want to be around you. I don't even want you to come to the show to watch it, either.
0: Oh, come on.
3: I don't! You're not allowed to come because I don't even like you anymore.
5: Get back here, young lady. Hey! I'm talking to you! Hey, young lady! Get back here, young lady!
3: No, you can't tell me what to do. I don't know what to do. Yes,
4: you do. Why? Because I'm your father, that's why. So what? Don't you yell at me, Gertrude.
3: I'll yell at you all I want, blah, blah, blah. I'm not moving to the stupid city. All right, that's it. You are moving to the city, and you're going to like it, and that's the end. I hate you, I hate you. I wish you died, not Mommy. I hate you right back. You and your mother took my life away, and I just want it back. Oh God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sorry sweetie. Get need... off me. I'm sorry. Get off of me.
0: What's the matter with you? Huh? Well, wow, that's a happy Father's Day weekend, isn't it, is, <laughs> <laughs> is Robbie?
1: Well, it's an interesting example because you you see the young girl is not exactly the picture of honor your father and mother there. That's right. As she has a deep wound, and that her mother has been, you know, killed in the movie, and so she's dealing with that and trying to deal with what I would say the neat thing about <laughs> that I'm learning about being the king and being a dad is that a king's role a good king's role is to try to make his kingdom as much like heaven as possible and heaven to me to robbie Dillmore, is all about grace and grace meaning that i'm the favorite <laughs> mm-hmm. and so my children need to feel like they're the favorite <clears throat> so if they've got a dance recital or something then that should be top priority well he has violated that priority in the girl's life. And she is obviously disrespecting him through that. So he has some real challenging parental issues there. But the first thing he didn't do was try to create a situation in his daughter's life where she was the favorite, where she, he was showing her grace because she, where she would feel like, wow, my dad thinks I'm the favorite, you know, I'm, I'm favoring her.
0: And then on the other side, he's got a lot of brokenness going on too. Oh Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of uncertainty. There was a point in my life I was a single father. And there is a lot of challenges that come along that, with that, a lot of pressures you feel. And it doesn't justify the conversation that happens. But you can set back and you can look at it and you can kind of dissect it a little bit. But, you know, if you're that little girl and nothing's ever done from that point on, if there's no reconciliation, Father's Day is going to be pretty ugly memories for her. I would think at some point down the road. Now, now Dennis, you were going to add something you want to add?
5: I was just going to say, when Robbie, when you were talking about you want it to be heaven, uh, what gets in between heaven and what's going on here is life. And there's a lot of stuff going on here. The other thing that we talked about was wounds and the woundedness. None of that's being dealt with. Hmm. So all that's coming out is the anger and the hurt. And it's not a heavenly place. And it's not any place of grace because these two people are obviously hurting.
0: Right. And, you know, from, from that standpoint, you're right. And there is a lot of other things going on. you got the brokenness, you got evil in the world, you've got the enemy. And he doesn't really like that whole role of father. And we're going to find out a little bit more why later. But he definitely wants to tear that, that part of the family apart.
2: One of the things I struggle with as a dad is my son's going into, he's in the cowboy ranger stage, getting ready for the warrior stage. And that's where he learns responsibility. He learns what hard work is. And, uh, you know, wanting him to know that quality is more important than the hard work so that he's prepared for the warrior stage. Sometimes I don't create a very heavenly situation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking back this last week of a few times that uh, I was probably more like Ben Affleck, unfortunately, <laughs> than, than I was like, uh, you know, you look or, like Ben with that haircut. Well, thank you. I get that a lot. We, have, if you don't know what we're talking about, go to MaskingJourneyRadio.org. Uh, There'll be a picture there, and you realize I look nothing like Ben Affleck. But uh, you know, I, I wasn't really the model of that. And, and, but we do have a guy in Scripture, in David, who's been called a man after God's own heart by God. So obviously, guys, does the, the, David has it down right? I mean, he's the ultimate father. He never has any family issues, right? Oh, right,
2: sure. See the sarcasm?
0: I do. But so, what were some of the issues that, that David faced? Well, he had a son who, I hate to just say it this way, but it's in Scripture this way. He he raped his sister. And and David found out about it and didn't do anything about it. At least we're told in Scripture it didn't. He had another son in Absalom that tried to kill him. Robbie, what's some of the other stuff that he faced with some of his kids? Well, then Absalom murdered
1: his brother, Mm -hmm. uh, like you said. And then he came and tried to usurp the kingdom. Slept with his wives on top of the roof, and you know went after to murder David and take the kingdom away from him. that was just the Absalom story yeah. and then there was the other son at the transition of power when Solomon eventually took the power, but then that son tried to usurp authority and again it was but There was some sin involved that God told him that the sword was not Mm -hmm. gonna depart from his household after the whole Bathsheba incident, which you know, you kinda caught me flat footed last week on, but (laughs) (laughs) nonetheless. I tried to do it again (laughs) this week.
0: Well, I think, you know, when you look back and you say, Okay, David, who is a guy that obviously makes mistakes, we talked a little bit about that. He's not without sin, he's not without lack of good judgment sometimes when you look scripturally other than Jesus he walks very very close to the lord more than just about anybody that you see at least do- documented in scripture and yet he didn't have the answers for fatherhood
5: no and that's the confusing thing for us about it a lot of times is we hear so much about david he was a man after god's own heart but yet we see what was going on in his family and we think what what does that mean you know how are we as fathers you know how, how are we Well we the thing about out? that to me
1: is we know we that he had Solomon as his son. Mm-hmm. And, and Solomon went after God for part of his life, for certain, has a tremendous amount of wisdom, and wrote uh, a, a, some amazing scripture and some of my favorite verses in the Bible in the Song of Solomon, Ecclesiastes, and Proverbs. So uh, there was some good fruit that came out of that as well. And from that, we realize our life isn't going to be, but there can be good fruit.
0: I want to switch gears real quick on a topic here because I want to get to... What, what if you can't see your father's brokenness? What if you don't know what caused him to be the way he is? And, and in your mind, he's not an honorable man. So how do you follow that? How do you still love and respect him?
2: Well, and I have a n- not that situation. My father was an honorable man, but I, there was brokenness, but he showed no emotion. It was very difficult for my dad to show emotion. So I did not feel like his favorite whatsoever. And that in itself... Looking back, I think that must have been hard on him not to be able to show that love. Uh, how difficult, but even worse, as a son who's desperately looking to be the favorite?
0: Yeah, you know, and the enemy definitely wants to break that bond. Right, He wants to break it in subtle ways, which some, for, for a young boy who may have been physically abused very badly by the father, yours may sound like a subtle way, but in your heart, that was not subtle at all. You know, things that happened with my dad. My dad was a good man, but there were things that happened that the enemy turned and twist. that was not subtle to my life.
1: And this is a great place for you to describe the three dads, because that's a critical issue when we look at this, just like that girl was dealing with some dad issues. If she'd understood the three dad thing, which we can all find out later, is there's a lot of freedom in understanding that, Sam.
0: Absolutely. Uh, you know, I'd like to say that I thought of this, but I didn't, so that'd be lying. I, I went to a counselor I go to once in a while, when I really get— at a place where I can't get to where I know God wants me to go. I, I just can't get past a, a stopping point. And there's some things with my dad. And again, I was having a hard time reconciling. Him. My dad was such a good man. And we're going to talk more about that when we come back. If you'd like to go back and listen to some of our past podcasts, you can do that many, many ways. But go to masculinejourneyradio.org. It would be one way. Visit us, visit us on Facebook. I'd like for you to check out the events page. We've got some new events coming up, some really cool things at, uh, in Kernersville. We'll be a part of some things over there coming up every month this summer. we also have a dove hunt in the fall. Masculine Journey Radio.
5: Your phone, your tablet, your iPad, your Android just became a radio. That's right. You can take the Truth Network with you everywhere now thanks to our brand new Truth Network app. That's right. Listen to Dr. Michael Brown, The Line of Fire, The Christian Car Guy with Robbie Dillmore, Truth Talk Live. All of our programming 24-7 right there in your hand perhaps you're out of range of your radio or traveling in a busy airport you can plug into the truth network just go to truthnetwork.com to download the new free app that's truthnetwork.com
1: it's the most advanced technology available engineered with over 200 million sensory receptors its all-terrain design is beautifully formed weather resistant reliable astonishingly high performance in even the most challenging of circumstances and it is also the finest search technology in the world. No, no, no. There's nothing else quite like a search dog. Be part of the search. Go to searchdogfoundation.org to see how you can help.
0: Welcome back to the Baskin Journey. We're just sitting here, laughing a little bit, having some fun. We like to do that. You'd really like to know what we do for that minute. We have lots of fun and we talk and usually poke fun at each other. Believe that or not. But as we were left, we we're talking about this this topic that. Probably asked me to share about the three fathers. Um, if you're just joining the show, we are talking about Father's Day. We're talking about the masculine journey and taking a pit stop, as you will, of the importance of being a father. You know, as kings, and that's what the point of a lot of our journey is, is to become good kings, the most important role we play is the father, because you're the only one that's there. You're the only one that can really do that. There can be another manager at work. There can be lots of things, but you're the only father that that, that, that child has, and so and I'm not downplaying the importance of stepdads and things like that. They play huge roles. But I'm just talking about the, the father itself, that father role. But Robbie, we're talking about the, 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 my counselor, Kim, great guy, and boy, he just has some wise things to say that just stumped me. And he did one day. We'd been talking about my dad. My dad was a very, very good man. But he had some brokenness. He had some brokenness from his relationship with his father, and I'm sure that affected him on how he interacted with me. And, and I found that I kept thinking in my head, you know, that's not what a father does. A father should be this. A father should be that, almost like a father code, so to speak, that father should live by. And Kim said, you know what? I had some help on this from a counselor one time. He said, you know, we all have three dads. Said, what do you mean? Said, no, we have three dads. We have our Heavenly Father, which we all know about. We have our Earthly Father. And then we have the father in our mind that we think we should have had. And the problem is we try to judge the Earthly Father by the, the other one that's there as well, the one that they think you should have had.
2: Absolutely. You know, as I've come to know my father and I've, I've learned not to judge him by anything other than he is, our relationship has just grown, especially in the last few years. And it's, a lot of that growth was before I learned of the three fathers. But now, what a blessing it is to be with my dad and to joke around. I mean, I saw my dad laugh a couple of years ago for the first time one of those deep hearted laugh to where he was crying and what a joy it is to finally s- spend enough time with him to see that kind of uh, joy in his life.
0: Yeah. And, and it's a process. It's not, you know, a flip a switch for me. That was a little bit of a flipping a switch, that particular statement that he made and caused me to think about it. But it was after many, many other times of not getting quite there yet. You know, it was at the right time that God said, this is where you need to hear this. And it really helped me look at my dad for him being a man a lot more. I mean, God to help me see his brokenness. My dad's been dead for 20-some years, but to see some brokenness, learn some stories about him, and, but and it really uh, flipped a switch for me.
1: I was going to say, you've got this Adam Sandler clip that just speaks volumes to this particular subject.
0: We do, and, and in this clip, it's from the movie Big Daddy. and I, I love using movies that we haven't had a chance to use yet, and this is from the movie Big Daddy, and, and what's happened in this movie is Adam Sandler kind of inherits this boy. It's just, he just kind of has him. He doesn't know he has a son and he's given him and he's told it's his son, I believe, but it's not really his son. And so it goes along the way he develops this relationship. And at some point the parents are going to take the kid back and he's in court trying to get custody. Well, it so happens. One of the people that's interviewing him, one of the lawyers is his dad who's trying to prove that he's really not going to be a good fit as a father. And listen to this interchange between Adam Sandler and his dad, who's playing the attorney. Uh, It's interviewing him.
4: You don't have to be scared. It's all right. What are you talking about? I'm not scared. If I get custody of Julian, I'll be his father forever. And that scares you because you think there's a good chance I might fail. Sonny, it's more than a chance. It's a certainty. You're wrong, Dad. You can be scared that I might get pickpocketed in a bad neighborhood or I might break my leg skiing, but don't be scared about me being a dad because I will not fail at that. I can't. I love this kid too much. I love him as much as you love me, Dad. And I'm gonna give him advice, and I'm gonna guide him, and I'm gonna be there for him whenever he needs me. I'll fly to New York to be at his court case, even if I disagree with why he's there in the first place. Sonny, you work in a toll booth. Don't be scared about me making money. I am in love with a beautiful girl who makes plenty of it. She'll be my sugar mama. I gotta get me one of those. I know this is the right thing to do, Dad, because I would die for this kid, just so he wouldn't have to feel one ounce of sadness. That's why you're here right now, to protect me, to be scared for me, to be a good father. And that's exactly what I'm gonna be. Hello, Dad?
3: Yeah, I just wanted to say I love you.
4: Hi, Mom. Could you put down the phone for a sec? This front, kind to Papa. Can I borrow that when you're done? Your Honor, my son deserves this kid.
0: So, Robbie, why is that such a good clip? You said we have a great clip. What makes that a Uh,
1: good clip? Again, I when I watched it on YouTube before we put it, I cried because you can see the love that everybody in the audience, when they saw a father's love really coming out and, and seeing that complete devotion to a son, everybody wanted to call their dad because everybody longs for that father's embrace of that father that we think we should have. Mm-hmm. And even though he may not have measured up completely, you want to immediately touch out to your dad that whoever that is and get that hug. And so the, you know the tears are, are, were coming down as I was watching it, um, as
2: I'm thinking, "Wow, that that is what we really long for, and our heavenly Father has that." Now I heard a quote when I was a kid. And then and I think it was in a John Wayne movie. But you're not a man till your father tells you you're a man, and that always stuck with me. And I waited forever for my dad to say, "You're a man." Never happened. And then a couple of years ago, and this is not related to bad daddy, but or big daddy. But he, he told me, he said, son, I can't tell you how proud I am of the man you've become. And so that just tells you exactly. For me, let me tell you, man, I could have done 10 cartwheels. I could have done four backflips. And I could have done a, a squat thrust.
0: You know, one of the things that I wanted to um, mention here is I listened to the clip this time. Something that became really apparent to me is there was no doubt through this movie. And I've seen the movie a few times uh, it's very enjoyable. It's not always appropriate for some ages, but I, I like it quite a bit. And that's my sense of humor. But, you know, I'm watching it, and there's no doubt that, that uh, Adam Sandler loves the boy. But his heart really changes when he sees his father differently. Yeah, That's when the real change occurs. You know, because he and his dad had a little bit of a misunderstanding throughout the years. His dad was kind of hard on him. And then when Adam Sandler could see what his dad's love really was, it was just misguided. Then he was able to fully embrace the thought of being a father. You know, and, and I think that that's important because God wants us to have strong relationships with fathers, with our fathers. But why? Why does God want us to have a strong relationship with our father?
1: Because it's a picture of our relationship with him. And we, we do relate to God as the, we do relate with our father. And we need that healing mm-hmm. that, of understanding the three fathers in order to get to that uh, relationship with our father. And I, you know, that clip does a great job of, of showing that.
0: It does, you know, and, you know, when I first heard that, and I've shared it on the air before, but when I first heard that, you know, how you view your Heavenly Father will often be the same way you, I mean, your earthly father will be the same way you view your Heavenly Father, I thought, ah, that's not the case. But the more God continued to unpack the layers, it got down, and some of the things that I believed about my dad that weren't necessarily true either, is really the way that I looked at, at the Heavenly Father, and it affected the relationship uh, tremendously, You know, growing up not feeling like a priority, I always felt like I couldn't go to God with issues because it wouldn't be important to Him. And that's not what Scripture says. It's just the way I believed it.
5: You know, when my dad finally broke down and said to me that, you know, Dennis, I haven't been perfect. I haven't been a perfect father, but I love you in every way, and I've tried to do my best Uh, at that time, it meant a great deal to me, revealing that brokenness, revealing that He's not perfect. It helped me to understand that We're not going to be perfect dads. And I struggle with that all the time. You know, did I do this thing? My daughter's 22 now. Did I say this right or do that right? Or did I father her in the right way? But just knowing that we're trying, that we're suiting up and showing up.
1: And that's what David did at the end for Absalom. I mean, he loved that man in spite of all the stuff that he did to to David. He even tried to murder him, slept with his wife, took the throne from him. But Absalom was the love of his life. And it was quite obvious at Absalom's death that that david had that love for his son and you know at that at the heart of that you know if i just love my kids with that kind of devotion you know it does help you suit up
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, you know sam for those out there that have not had a good relationship with their father that transition to being uh, having a life with your father where it was rough and rugged and hard to being fathered by god can you speak to that and and where the healing comes in.
0: Yeah, I think it, it's a journey you have to trust in God and take with him. You have to say, okay, God, I have to believe your words. I have to believe these other people, at least for me, around me, that I love and I know their hearts are good towards me that say that this is possible. And reading great books like Father by God. You know, and so you know, I want to go back there and say, God, I trust you. Help me walk through that. And I think the formula for me would be completely different than the formula for you because right. I think those layers got packed in different ways, and God's got to unpack all that. We have so much on this topic. We could have went for ever. I know It seems like it. There's so much more we didn't get to. We didn't even get to our half our agenda today, but there's so much going on. But there's one clip that's just incredible. I found this clip today on YouTube, and, and uh, it's from a girl in Australia talking about uh, what fathers can't do. And we're going to listen to it, and then we're going to come back and talk for just a few more minutes. There are lots of
3: things that normal people can do. But dads can't, like, win races. Every time my dad and I have a race on the dairy, dad loses. When dads play hide and seek, they're always really easy to find. But they're not very good at finding you. Don't tell him. Dads can't bowl cricket, ball very hard or hit them very far. And they always lose at cards and board games and almost every kind of game. Dads really like things like fishing and going to sports games, almost every kind of game. But they don't like to go alone. They like to read books but not by themselves. Dads always need to be kissed night before bedtime. They can't sleep unless you do. There are not the thing that dads can't do. It's amazing they get through life at all. Yeah. But one thing dads really can't do is give up. Dads can't ever give up. No matter how hard it gets, no matter how hard they are, dads can't ever quit because we need them. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. love
0: you dad yeah you know as you listen to that you know I want guys out there to say you know what you may not be the dad that you want to be Dennis you know I'm not the dad that I really hope to be every moment of every day but you can look back and say God I'm thankful that I'm not the dad I used to be and then just turn to him and ask him for guidance every step of the way I've been having to ask kids God how do I be a parent to a 26 year old daughter now a 27-year-old daughter. You've been listening to Masculine Journey. We have so much more on this. We'd encourage you to go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org, listen to some past podcasts. If you have some questions on it, go to Facebook. Look us up at Masculine Journey Radio, and then just send us a couple questions on any links there. We're on LinkedIn. We're on Twitter. We're on just about everything you can be on. So just look us up, Masculine Journey Radio.